It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. And this Friday afternoon plans to be like no other. This is Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You are somebody that I don't know. But you're taking shots at me like it's Patron, and I'm just like, damn, it's 7 a.m. You know, Wade, our guest today is going to inspire us, because from the first time I experienced his knowledge and passion online, I have wanted to have him on the show. Well, today is our day. We have Golf's Guru, the great Gucci Golf Digest Golf Magazine ranked teacher, George Gankus, on air. And, you know, did I mention he's a uh, Swifty fan? Turn it up. Let's go. And snakes and stones never broke my bones, so oh, 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 oh. you need to calm down. You Thank you for that there, Mr. Wade Weezer on the board. Tremendous job as always getting us in here, started on this beautiful Friday afternoon here in New Jersey. Well, we have the man on the cover of That's Golf the best Digest. Intro ever, first off. <laughs> there oh, here he is. He's on the line. George, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today, bud? I'm great. That's, who told you to play that song, my assistant? That's the best thing ever. Well, it was actually closer to you than that. Um, it was your better half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's so funny. Well, I think uh, well, I think it's a great song, and I, and, I, and I love that when I talk to her about you know what song we should play, because I always do a song of the week, and it always has to do with my guest, and we like to have a lot of fun on this show. I am the director of fun, so um, you know everybody was fired up for me to play that for you, and I, I'm, I'm glad it gave you a good, a good laugh this time. Uh, that's the best starting song ever. Oh, man. Um, well, I tell you. Anyway, so thank you for having me on, on the show, and uh, I'll let you do your work. Go go for it. All right, man. Well, hey, you know, it, it, you are a West Coast guy, and we are an East Coast audience, so my listeners, just to get them up to speed, give them a quick background, a little Reader's Digest version of what you got going on these days and, you know, why you're so into golf and, you know, why you are, you know, golf's hottest instructor right now. Um, well, I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm the hottest instructor, but I will tell you that I love what I do, first off, uh, and my passion is to help people and help myself. You know, I try and actually work on my own golf game, so I have a passion for learning and how to get better and how to improve, you know, my own game, and that leads into me, you know, working for each and every one of my players as hard as I possibly can. So um, that's where my passion comes from is, is basically – wanting to understand more about the golf swing over the last 30 years. And uh, that was my pursuit to, you know, figuring out what I was really doing, to be honest. Well, now you're a California guy. Who are some of your influences? Are you like a Mac guy? Where Because I, you know, I look at a lot of your research and your work and your knowledge base and, you know, it kind of, it goes through different decades. So, you know, where do you kind of put this whole <laughs> assimilation together? That's a great question. You know, I don't even know where I get it from. I get it from basically, you know, players, watching a lot of players over a long period of time, uh, trying to understand what, where things got, you know, messed up, where people started stalling out, why people, uh, you know, started standing up through the ball, goat humping, whatever you want to call it, um, why people started all of a sudden coming way over the top. All these things fascinated me, and a lot of it comes from poor teaching. A lot of it comes from poor setup. A lot of it comes from people misunderstanding things. So we believe certain things because certain golfers are good, and that led to a lot of weird things. So to answer your question, 
where did I get influences from is from watching players and going, why did we change setup from the old timers to new time? Um, that was number one question in my mind. I was like, okay, it might look more athletic, but no athletes bend over and stick their butt out. Okay. If you look at a cornerback, they don't do that. They set up and then they stand up before they back away. You look at a baseball player, their butt's not way out. They're more standing up. They get into the ground. And I could go on and on about it. But that's just an example that led me to want to understand. So my influences have been, first off, instructor-wise, the only guy that I've really conversated with about the golf swing is Chris Como. He's been my buddy forever, and it hasn't been really mechanical. It's been more like physics-based, and he would be mad if I said that. But the fact is, is you know, he, he's bright on all ends, and, and a lot of people know that. A lot of people don't know that. But he would be an influencer as far as making sure the information is biomechanically correct as far as am I saying stupid, stupid stuff, I should say. <laughs> um, I got to keep it clean. So I would say that would be one of my biggest, like, if, if I was going to say, if I had to have a conversation, I had to reach out and ask somebody, he's probably the only guy that I would, you know, reach out and say, Hey bro, uh, I have a question. Um, how fast the arms going to golf swing? You know what he'd tell me? He'd say, well, how fast is someone swinging? You know, it's so then we would go on for another conversation. How fast the body go? And these are questions I had 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. So it's constant uh, as far as that. But as far as my influencers, when you say, was it Mac? There's a lot of stuff I love about Mac a lot. I think he's one of the G's of all, but he's not a guy that was my influencer. Some of his swings like Grant Waite, who he put together was a guy I used for a certain model for certain things. Um, but there's certain things that I looked at, like Jamie Sidlowski, and go, why is he hitting it so far? Um, why is this guy showering it so much? Why can't I put all these things together with the speed? Um, and then I figured out that a lot of those things come from watching players who can do certain things and who can't do certain things. And so if you put it all together, it's the same way I asked Beatrice Ricari yesterday. I said, well, how did you win? She's like, everybody thinks you have to come in with a lot of confidence and you have to be the and you have to act like you're – you, you got this. But she's like, every single one of my victories I've ever had, I was super nervous, but I was super committed to not self-destructing mentally. So you look at everybody, they have a different way of doing things. And I've tried to figure out how each one works. And, and, and that's where I talk about matchups and all the rest. So if you look at it, I think most of my, my knowledge has come from players sitting on that driving range and learning what's really going on. And now we have you know, biomechanic studies, we have 3D motion sensor. We got all this cool stuff coming out, but these are things that are just verifying what we do. They're things that slow me down. You put a force plate on the ground, that slows me down. I already know when someone's creating speed. Not to be cocky, it's just you can see these things. You don't need technology. But the fact is, is it actually, you know, it, it verifies what you're doing, and that's why I like the technology, but a lot of times it can slow you down. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, and you can tell right away why I had to have George on the show today. And we're with George Gankus here, Golf Digest, number one teacher ranked in California in the recent issue. And, you know, there's no doubt that golf needs thinkers like you. And you've been, you know, really welcomed into the golf world. And you've had a great year in 2019, you know, as an innovator, as a leader, um, as an inventor, right? What's your proudest moment this year, 2019? Um, you know, to be honest, I haven't really sat back and thought about it. So I would say, first off, I'm proud of my players, number one, and that's the way it should always be. Um, you know, anything that I do on the gram, it's for my players. It's not for me. And I know a lot of people wouldn't believe that. That's the damn truth. That's how you get big. You do it for others. So the biggest thing I'd say is Matt Wolf. I'm super proud of him. Um, 
winning on the tour. That was really, really cool. Amazing. Um, awesome and moment. Then, then, I mean, that would, that would be probably one of the biggest highlights. And a lot of my other players playing some great golf. I've got so many players that I'm not going to run through the list, uh, the list and bore you. But there's been a lot of cool things my players have done this year. And I'm very proud of them. Um, as far as the Golf Digest and Golf Magazine stuff, that's just, to me, that's, you know, I'm flattered. I really appreciate it. And, and the one thing that I would tell anybody out there that's trying to get on that list, you're better off not getting on that list. And the reason you are is because it's going to give you fire and motivation that you should be on that list. And you should have been on that list 10 years ago. So the fact is, is, is if I was on that list 10 years ago, I would not be the teacher I am today. Simple as that. So am I proud of that? Mm, I'm not proud of it at all. It's, it's, it's something that I feel like if you're a teacher, you should believe that you're already good. And so to, for somebody to verify or put it on paper doesn't mean anything to me. Well, doesn't, mean I'm not, doesn't mean I'm not flattered, and I appreciate it because I do, and I appreciate Golf Digest. Golf Magazine is good for your business, but no, you I, understand. I, I get it, George. I totally get it. And, and th- that's why I asked the question because, you know, it's that time of year where all of us should sit down and write down two or three things that we're proud of because we're all busy people. And if you don't sit back and kind of assess what you've done and what you've accomplished, I mean, when Wolfie won, I mean, that was just an amazing moment for golf. It was a great finish. It was one of the best tournament finishes of the year. And for you to be so involved in that um, has to be a tremendous moment for you. And it, you're, you're bringing so much positive attention to golf, right? And everyone I've talked to you know, prior to this interview talks about coming to where you teach and how you've created this culture of learning that surrounds you right how, how did all of this come together i mean it's almost like a cult following but in a very positive way you have students there that want to hit balls all day you have instructors that come see you that just want to listen to you talk um at times i mean how, how do you put all this in perspective how, how did this all come to be well first off you know i've never been a super serious guy uh, when, when it comes time to a lot of my kids will be like, you're serious today or you're not. It's usually when I want to work and I feel like someone needs work, I get serious. Uh, and I know when it's time to be serious and when time it's, it's time to have fun to improve in golf. And I'm, I'm more than anything. I, I like to be a clown. I like to have fun. I like to say stupid stuff. I cuss a lot. You know, sometimes I got to watch what I say, but the fact is, is my players know I'm down for them. They know that hundred percent it's all about them. It's all about them getting better, and they know that, and that's why I have such a big following. It's because uh, the people that know me know I care, and, and I feel like that's why a lot of them come out to hit balls. They feel like it's a camaraderie. They feel like it's family. They feel like they, if they go out, they can learn from each other hitting balls. They have competition. They talk trash to each other. That's good for golf. That's good for kids to get involved. And and the fact is, it's 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 probably the, the, the thing that keeps me teaching on that driving range because if I went to a private club, you know, there wouldn't be all those people coming out. And, and it's flattering. Can I come watch you teach? Can I come hit balls by you? Can I listen to you? Yeah, please do. Well, you know, every, good. everyone I talk to that goes there, I mean, they say you're brilliant. They say you're caring. They say you're so genuine. And all of that comes across. And that's why I love you to death from, from coast to coast. I mean, I, I just think you're – I you're, appreciate you, that. I, man, I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan. And the reason being is that because golf needs more people like me, the director of fun, people like you with flip-flops on. You know, we got to change the way people <laughs> perceive the game. And, you know, when it comes down to it, I feel like we're in kind of like a renaissance mode. And I, and I think of you as like a de- 
Vinci type guy because you're you're <laughs> you know you're a revolutionary thinker, right? And you're having so I much fun it. while you're doing, and you exude that. But I want to know what is your 2020 vision? What are you looking forward to in next year? What do you have going on? Can you give my listeners a little bit of like you know how how can they learn from you? Can they go online? I mean, I know the Instagram account just blows up every day, but it, there's got to be more ways that Gigi can help my audience. Tell me all about what you have going on. Uh, well, first off, for the last two years, it's been really, really hard because, you know, every single day, seven days a week, um, five days I'm working, the other two I was putting a membership site together. So I put pretty much my heart and soul for two years, basically not having a week off. Um, and it was draining. So I put all my energy into a membership site, which I said I was going to do considering the other one went down. It went the wrong way. So I put it all into the, the, a membership site called George Gankis Golf. I didn't leave anything out. It was from, you know, setup to mechanics to speed to mental to strategy to every single part of the golf game. Um, and I put it all into a membership site called George Gankis Golf. And so I've been spending the last two years doing that. So I can now in this next year travel more with my players especially with Wolf getting on, on tour and me having, you know, I don't even know how many PGA Tour players I have, but I know a lot of people don't know. I've got five to ten guys out there probably week in, week out. And so I'll be able to actually travel a little bit more. It'll be fun for me. Um, I'll be able to play a little bit more. Uh, it'll be a little bit more leisurely. It won't be so I'm on the mat every single day, although I am booked out till I don't know, till July, which is not cool. So the fact is I would rather, you know, for the next 2020, watch my players play, get to play a little bit, get myself prepared, play some tournaments, um, try and get sharp in my own game too, and then just enjoy life because I'm almost 50. Hey, you know, that's going to be a huge milestone. And, folks, we're here on the line with George Gankus, and uh, we just got to keep going here. So I, I'm dying to ask you this question. I'm a PGA professional, and at uh -huh. times I have issues with the way that our institutions sometimes are trying to, quote-unquote, grow the game and the decisions that they make. And I, I certainly just want it to be more fun, more approachable, more engaging, right? Um, at, at the risk of God knows what the answer to this question might be, if I made you president of the PGA of America or the USGA – well, what would your approach be to getting more people to, to enjoy golf? <laughs> That's a crazy question, first off. Um, number one, you'd never want me as PJ of the America president. But if I was and I wanted to get people more involved, I would do exactly what um, Kevin Chappell and I were talking about the other day. Um, I was at uh, the Shark Shootout, and we were all just hanging out. And he said, you know what? He said, I'd let players actually wear whatever they wanted to the golf course. Wouldn't judge them, let them wear their, their gym clothes or the thing. I think that would be a big start to getting people more involved. Um, that doesn't mean country clubs. Just being able to actually wear whatever you want, whatever you want, I think would involve a lot more players. Um, I think it would be really cool if you actually started to get players more involved earlier as far as doing something with the price of golf. Possibly for the first month you do trials, um, because I think a lot of it is people won't even try it because it's too expensive. Um, I would definitely do something with the cost at start. And then if they like it, then I would actually put more, uh, I would say, eh, what's the right word? Then I would actually charge them what people get charged. But the fact is, is there's so many different ways I would go involved with it, but I'd get them first off involved in maybe like a, uh, see, I'm terrible at this. 
I'm trying to figure out what I would do right as we're talking. And that's not me I, I, because I've never really thought about it, but I would make it more fun. Number one, I wouldn't make it stuffy. I I'd make players go out and play before they actually hit balls. So they knew how fun golf was. I love that. I think idea. a lot of people don't play golf. They try and hit balls. They try and get good at golf by getting good at golf swing. And I think that's the biggest misconception is I'm going to hit it good. And now all of a sudden I'm going to be able to play good. You've got to get out in the course, get in the course, get in the course, get in the course. Um, and I think that kids never get on the course. And if they did, they'd fall in love with the game. Well, there's no doubt about that. And you know what? You did a pretty good job there of taking the uh, helm. And uh, I think all those are great ideas. I, no one's ever said that to me about, you know, kind of having a trial start to the game and, and you know, lowering the cost to get involved. You know, I, I think that that's I think that's a really insightful idea. And along those lines and the fun that we like to have on this show here, Springdale Golf Live, one of our traditions, George, is that we do a little rapid fire Q&A. And to cue this up properly for the one and only G, hit me some music to start this off. Oh, hell yeah. Little Snoop. Yep. Let it come, let it come. Snoop and Dre. Yep. One, two, three and two, folks. Snoop, there we are. All right. You ready for this rapid-fire Q&A, George? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Do you have any pets? Yes. If so, what are their names? Oh, white bear and brown bear. They're bunnies. Bunnies. Okay. Um, name one thing you have always wanted to do. Um, play on the Champions Tour. All right. Favorite brand of flip-flops? Gucci. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your dancing. Uh, 7. Last song you downloaded? I got to look at it. Uh, rapid Fire, I don't remember what it was. It was some weird song one of these kids played. It is right here. It is <laughs> Bad <laughs> Only by Migos. Oh, boy. Well, that's going to get edited <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, if you could be an actor in any movie, what would it be? I mean, probably The Waterboy, bro. That was my favorite movie of all time. All right. Most interesting person you gave a lesson to this year. Wow. Real quick. I can't even think. <laughs> no idea. All right. Favorite wrestler of all time? Uh, oh, Hulk Hogan. Would you rather play on the Champions Tour or, co or coach one of your players to a major win? Major win for sure. All right. One more for you. When you hear the word passion, who is the first person that comes to mind? Um, wow. Crystal Erickson. Fantastic. That's my assistant. Yes, yes. I know her well after this week, and she is a tremendous person. And you know who else is a tremendous person? George Gankus. You keep doing your thing, man. We love it here on the East Coast. You stay Gucci. You have a Merry Christmas. And most importantly, happy birthday, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and great show and great questions. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, and we'll, uh, we'll hook up again soon. I think our paths will cross some more. You like to have too much fun for me not to. Absolutely, Keith. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed teaching. And I didn't get to ask you any questions. So next time I'm asking you some questions. Well, when we run into one another, you can ask me as many as you like. You're the man. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Take care. All the best. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, folks. It's 3.20 p.m. here in Princeton. It's uh, 12.20 p.m. for our friends out there in Los Angeles with George. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Be back in a moment with our OptiShot contest winner.
The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey? The private club operating division of Troon Golf Management. Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. We're back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. SoCal vibe today. I am still living with your ghost. Turn it up, Wade. Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. I don't want to be your You know what, uh, we might not need to start changing this over to like uh, Flatburn Fridays or something like that, Wade. You know, with the uh, GG vibe, the Gucci vibe we had in that first segment there. Uh, well, that was a wild ride, wasn't it? You said it. <laughs> Putting the producer to the test here on this holiday extravaganza. Well, you know what? Uh, George is just great for golf, and I'm so happy he could come on and enjoy the time with us. And uh, it's a big week here because everyone, you know, Santa Claus is coming in just a couple of days next week. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of my listeners. I wish you all the best. We're going to have our uh, end-of-the-year show next week. we got some good guests lined up, some live music, some all sorts of fanfare leading into New Year's. But right now, it's uh, Merry Christmas. Christmas time, and I wish all my listeners a very safe, happy, relaxing, fun, uh, Gucci-styled Merry Christmas. And uh, speaking of Christmas, we've been doing this for four weeks now, uh, Wade, and it's time to announce the winner of the OptiShot Golf in a Box Golf Simulator Contest. And we have president of OptiShot on the line, Kevin Johnston. Kevin, welcome to the show. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, guys. Hey, so here's the deal. Um, who won? Who won this fantastic contest? I mean, you guys have been great supporters of the show. Four weeks. Everyone's been going online. Enter to win at OptiShotGolf.com. Um, 
you guys reached into the fishbowl and you pulled right. out a winner. Um, could you please do the honor as the president of the company to tell us who won a golf in a box this Christmas season? Yeah, we're thrilled to be on today. I thought Wade was going to give me at least a drum roll, but here we go. Oh, wait, hang so, on. Uh, we... Hang on. There we go. All there right. We go. That's a little better. I feel better. So David B. from Washington State's our big winner. Um, we are thrilled to uh, to bring him into the OptiShot uh, family. And uh, before the end of the day, he'll get his congratulations email, and uh, we'll get the product out uh, first thing in the morning to him. So, again, he won our Golf in a Box Plus Plus, which is our um, uh, OS2 simulator, a hitting net, the swing, the, the swing commercial-grade hitting mat, and then one-year subscription to our online academy to, uh, to, to improve his game. And then also, which is really, really cool, one-year subscription to our season pass so he can start playing in live tournaments here uh, before the end of the year. Well, I tell you, that's just an amazing package, and I know that David B. has got to be really excited because um, now he can play golf. And you said Washington. Is that Washington, D.C. or Washington State? Washington State, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so this is huge for him because now he can play golf 12 months of the year, as we were talking right. about last week on the show. And um, you know what? I, I can't thank you and your company enough, Kevin, for supporting Springdale Golf Live. Um, I hope you guys had as much fun as we had with this contest. I wish you and your entire team a happy holidays and uh, a great 2020 and a happy new year yeah fantastic and merry christmas and happy new year to everybody on your side of the fence and um optishotgolf.com um hope to see everybody on our website soon well uh, i'm certainly they're going to go over there optishotgolf.com and kevin i look forward to uh connecting with you again and saying hi at the pga merchandise show in late january yeah see you in a month happy right. holidays guys sounds good take care now take care bye-bye well, there you have it there, Wade Weezer. The winner of an OptiShot Golf in a Box simulator, the Academy, the subscription service to play in online tournaments, is David B. So congratulations to him, and thanks for listening to the show. All right, there we go. Yeah, it's definitely, there's a theme today to all of this. Yes. I couldn't find the drum roll. This is That's good for note. sure. Yep. That, well, that, you know. It's uh, apropos for all that we've gone through <laughs> today, right. you and I together. Uh, we'll never forget this one. And you know who's never going to forget? I don't want anyone to forget or think that we forgot about our local man, Ryan Siegler, who went to the Corn Ferry Qualifying School finals last week. So through two rounds, he was in position. He was about tied for 17th. Well, we have the results of his three-month excursion and try to get his card, right? Now, listen to some of this. After three stages of Corn Ferry Q School, our local West Windsor boy shot 46 under par. In 12 rounds, he averaged 67.7 per round. So average score or average par of 72. He was shooting 67.7 for all of those rounds. And last week was the finals and he had to be in the top 40 in order to get a conditional card, which would have gotten him into about 10 events starting in the year. Right. And at 46 under par. For 12 rounds, and for the tournament last, he wasn't 46 under for the last week's tournament, for the whole process, right? So if you think you're good at golf, you know, three three stages of qualifying school, 46 under par, averaging under 68 a round, right? Jason Barry's product here, and he missed his guaranteed card by one shot. Oh. One shot. You gotta be kidding he me. He came in tied for 41st. Wow. When I saw the scores break down, you draw, your draw drops. Oh, I 
I felt for him because, you know, he was on the show two weeks ago and the kid was so engaging and approachable and you just wanted to root for him. him. And he's he's local to us here. And I love the story. And I talked to Jason about it. And, and, you know, the two of them are heartbroken. But the good news is being just one shot off. Let's let's put this on a high note, finish on a high note. Being just one shot off, he will get into a bunch of those first 12 events. He'll probably get into four or five. And then, you know, he's going to need to play well to keep continuing to earn right you know, Which you'd have to do anyhow, so? Well, that's what I... You know, you know what? This is why I love you. Great minds. Right? Great minds. Exactly. You know, fools seldom differ. So what it comes down to, as I said to him, I said to Jason, I said, well, he only has to play good for the rest of his life. That's it. So, <laughs> I mean, for this chosen career path. And he kind of laughed at that. He said, I'm going to pass that along. And I said, hey, you know, man, pre- pressure is a privilege. And uh, he had that privilege for uh, all fall. And we're very, very proud of Ryan Siegler. And a big shout out to him and his family this holiday season here in West Windsor. Uh, we we followed along and we loved it and we look forward to see what he's going to do in January on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's going to be great. And you know what else is great? And, and I fail to mention this from time to time, but social media is great. And you got to follow me on there because we're putting out all sorts of content, fun things, videos for what Wade and I do in the show. And that's at KJPGA on Instagram or Twitter and, and certainly on LinkedIn. I like to have some fun on LinkedIn, too. I show my Generation X Ness um, by using LinkedIn, and uh, you know, you, you know, you can always check out the show. This show forever will be encapsulated on a, a podcast uh, for Podbean or iTunes, Spotify. You know, I'm going to post that later tonight on Friday night here. So, uh, before we send you over to Dead Gottlieb, I have to give all of my listeners just really the most genuine Merry Christmas to everyone. Enjoy the holidays, and uh, we'll be back late next week. We have a really fun show lined up, but uh, Merry Christmas to everyone, and Merry Christmas to my sponsors and to my supporters, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, F.H. Wadsworth. Wade Weezer on the board. Merry Christmas to you, bud. Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, my listeners. Well, I'm heading to Springdale this afternoon, but where are you headed? Let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to the Pacific Ocean, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale Christmas Day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on